sorry, so I had a vision. I was back in my hometown. Back at my old hood. Where just the neighborhood I grew up in. I went to preschool. I went to um well kindergarten at and preschool. And I was like a security guard there or something. And like it was two of the security guards and like we was at this school. It's it's a small school, but it was so funny because it's like it look it reminds me of something. It was so pretty. It I mean beautiful. But all I know was I was first a security guard at the school and I was walking through the halls and then I stopped at this classroom. And when I was there, like, I don't know, I just decided to stay in this classroom for a little while. And the male teacher, he was he was handsome and everything, but I think that I decided to stay in the classroom because I guess maybe, like, I don't know, the kids or something. I think they was, like, fighting and then other stuff. But I was just there. While I was there, I was sitting in the classroom. And it was like, at first I was sitting there and I was like a big kid. And I was getting to know everybody's names. And then that's when I started to just talk to the kids and stuff, make sure all of them was all right. And I was getting to know all their different personalities. And I thought they were so funny and cute. But right before this, though, because I want to skip this part, I was looking on the walls. And they had, like, pictures of, like, kids posing for the posters for the school. And I don't know why I felt like I had a memory of me having a picture on a poster for the schools as a kid. I don't know how true that is, but I know it felt like I remember that. But the kids was pretty... All I know was, you know, it was like all different kids, all different personalities. I I was getting to know all of them. And I was talking to them, and, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I ended up just staying there longer than I was really supposed to. I was just supposed to be there for a little while, but I ended up staying longer and just, like, helping the teacher with them and stuff. He was a good teacher, too, so I was like, that's nice, you know. But, you know, all I know is, like... Some of the girls, they was kind of fast, and I was just talking to them, like, no, don't say that word, because one of them was, like, six or something like that, and it was, like, this is kindergarten, and they was, like, five, but she was, like, seven. I was, like, don't say that. You don't know what that means. And then, you know, the other little boys in the class, they were so cute because they was just, I don't know. I don't know. They was themselves, but, you know, they all had their own little personalities. And I think it was much less about learning, but more about getting to know them and, like, you know, understanding how they all operate as kids, you know. Well, you know, as they sell, whatever. But I don't know. I found myself just kind of like kind of running after the kids a little bit, making sure everybody was all right. They just kept getting up and running around. It was this one kid. She was like, she was cute. She had a little attitude, but, you know, it was so cute. Like, every time she'd get up, I don't know. I, I felt, I was I was paying a lot of attention to her. But she was like, you know, she was a little, 
She was up a lot, I guess. But it was funny because when she'd get up, she'd pretend like she was never up. And it was funny. But I was just making sure everybody was all right. It was one kid. She was crying. And she was in the corner. She was like, I was like, what's wrong? She was like, my seat, not comfortable. I feel smushed. I'm like, it's okay. You can get up here. I'm just making sure all the kids are all right. But that's kind of like in my, you know, personality because I grew up around kids kind of like raising them for real. Or babysitting them. But all I know is the kids started fighting and it looked like it was my niece, you know. And at first I didn't want to say it's my niece because I didn't want to just be like, oh, this is my niece. And then, like, you know, it looked like, you know, I'm taking her side or I'm biased or something. Like, I don't know. But I stopped the fight and the other kid looked like this girl I went to school with daughter. I was like, that's my friend daughter. But I don't know if it automatically was, though. But they start fighting, and I start trying to help them to, like, mediate and stuff. And the little girl, she one of the little girls, she was like, nope, I'm not. Like, she just kept putting her hands up. I ain't, I ain't get aggressive with her or nothing. I was patient. I was proud of myself because she was, like, real grown. She had a weave in her head and everything. But my niece did, too. It was just, I don't know. Like I said, a lot of girls, little girls kind of like, I don't know. But... At least, you know, I don't know, when I was talking to my niece, she was responding more. She was like, she was, she didn't keep, she didn't keep fighting the girl, even though I know she really, really, really wanted to, because the girl kept putting her hand in her face every time she kept trying to let it go. And it was kind of funny, but it was like, I was so proud of her. Like, you really don't have as bad as an attitude they try to make you seem. Yeah, you was fighting, but that girl, she... <laughs> She pushed you out the way, and she was being so rude to you, and she wasn't even trying to hear it, you know? I feel like she showed a lot of restraint, honestly, but her mother was there, and the girl just stormed off. The other little girl stormed off, and my niece's mother was there. She was like, you know, I'll talk to her later. I'll beat her later, and yeah, she had an attitude, kind of like didn't care a little bit, but... Like I said, she responded a little more. And the other girl, she was like, she just stormed off towards her. She got what she wanted. And the teacher already told them, both of them, they couldn't have nothing out of this little refrigerator that was for the kids. And I felt like I was about to let them both have it. But it was like when he said no, I was like, all right, we're just going to mediate this issue. And then the little girl went and stormed off with it and was eating her popsicle. And then her mother came in. But then she ended up leaving out. The next thing I know, it's a big, big TV just show up in the corner where I was sitting. You know, oh, another thing, like, I was sitting in this small little bitty chair in the middle of the classroom when I was blocking a view from learning. But then a chair popped up in the corner for me, and I sat there, but it was, like, not a good chair. But then a big TV popped up in the corner of the room, and it was NBA Youngboy on NBA 2K intro. And he was just looking at me. He was staring dead at me, like, just staring dead at me, like. And he was looking like, man, like, smiling for real. Like, he was kind of, like, approving this message. And I was just like, you know, that's interesting. But then I saw my brother in the hallway. And I'm like, is that my brother? Are you here, too? And he was like. Oh, he was like, oh, you see that? Oh, that's who that looked like? He looked like he's staring dead at you. Oh, all right. Then another TV popped up. That was just... 
<laughs> just a little smaller. And it was LeBron James. And he was like, yeah, it looked like he's staring dead at you. I'm like, every picture he in, everything, always looked like he's staring dead at me. But then that's when it turned into a different uh, person. I think it was an NBA player or even this guy off of Instagram who be, like, teaching about business and stuff. But all I know is what I got from that was I make a good teacher. But the thing about this is my whole life I know I make a good teacher. My whole life, I think I always, like, kind of admired teaching in a way. But I never wanted to be a teacher. One, because of the pay, which I ain't find out later after I already decided I was going to be a teacher kind of in a way. And two, because, like, I don't know, I think I just go a different direction in my life. I feel like if I wound up a teacher, if I was to be a teacher, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think I'll be, I don't think I would want to be a teacher, you know. I think maybe it was probably my patience and then, I don't know, it's not really something I'm super passionate about. But anything I want to do or would look into, I would be passionate about. I'm not going to have to do nothing. But one thing I noticed that. God kind of said to me, maybe, in my past, like, you could be a good teacher. And I think that I didn't want to go that route. And I kind of, like, well, I kind of, like, stared away from that. You know, he kind of introduced it in a way. Like, hmm, what do you think about teaching type thing? And... I had already told God my goals and what I were doing in life. And it's not that I was opposed to teaching, but I just wasn't, like, choosing it. And I I got a real reason I can't think of right now. I got a real reason why I really don't want to teach. The patience, the kids, the pay. Like... Oh, yes, the doctrine. I'm not about to teach this curriculum that they have in the schools. Like, they want you to teach that black people started as slaves. No. What you mean? Like, I'm breaking that curriculum and I'm probably going to lose my job. Because I'm going to teach them where we really came from. Like, that's not fair. I thought that was, I never thought that was fair my whole life growing up. Finding out that we, our history is we grew up as slaves. You know? Our history is we when we got to America, we was brought here as slaves. That's what I used to learn in school, and I just hated it. It was racist, and I can't believe I would ever contribute to teaching that to black kids like me. I was way too smart for that, and I know that you ain't got to be that smart to be too smart for that. And I just couldn't imagine teaching that stuff, and the stuff I want to teach kids, you know, especially black children, they would never approve as a doctrine or a curriculum. No. They would never approve of it. So I would not be a good teacher because I would be going to jail for what I teach these kids. I'm going to teach them about Christ. You can't even teach people about Jesus Christ in school. It's banned. But you can teach them about, you know, all all these other kind of religions. I mean, we can't teach about none of religions, but you could teach them about, um, what is the name of that? 
the law of evolution. Like what? My kid not about to find out, not about to learn that, you know, we started as monkeys, but I can't teach him about Jesus Christ where we really started. What? Like, I don't know. I kind of hate these schools. So I feel like they're brainwashing their children. But yes, of course, it is necessary for you to learn how to count and read and stuff like that. So I always wanted homeschool, really. But, you know, I was wondering, like, how I was going to be able to do all of it. But God said I'm going to be able to do everything I wanted to do, you know, all of it in my lifetime. And I'm going to retire early because I'm a phenomenal woman. That's what God said to me. And I believe him. But one thing I was thinking about, you know, I always had, you know, issue with leadership and teaching and being responsible for young minds, young impressionable minds. One, because, you know, I have strong views. I don't want to misguide, mislead, or, you know, I definitely don't want to be responsible for somebody's opinion or... I don't know, whole way of life, shaping their whole entire future and way of life based off the mindset you create, you know, with the things that you teach and it be wrong and I send them down the wrong direction. I don't want that. That's what it's really about. I think that, you know, maybe it's out of fear, but it's not really fear. It's more consideration, you know. And you got to consider things like that if you're going to teach. But all I know is you know, I think that this vision was given to me because maybe whoever this is wanted to see how I operate and how I would otherwise do as a teacher. But I think I got a lot of help for one. I got a lot of help. And if I'm be quite honest, it feel like everything I say that I'm shying away from or maybe not really looking into that much, but maybe God has said something about it in my past. I feel like whoever this is, it's like ignoring all the red flags, ignoring all of the, you know, all the different reasons why I shied away from it and just going that way anyways and I I just I hate stuff like that so much oh my god I can't explain why I can explain because it's like I have my reasons I have my reasons I know I'm being transformed I'm I'm changing to a different woman I'm 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 going to be different so you know a lot of the attitudes or you know perspectives I've had growing up of course they're going to be shed and by then you know of course different things need to be considered that I have you know, not taken seriously before, maybe not considered a hundred percent. But the teacher thing, I've been saying this for so long. It ain't gonna work. That's not gonna work for many different reasons. Even the woman I'm going to become cannot be a teacher in that way. Unless of course we live in a different world. I see myself on a podium teaching, actually leading, guiding, but that's the only way I could teach. I feel, I don't know, it's not the only way, but I feel like it's necessary. 
But, man, you know, I just, I kind of hate how it feels like I'm not being heard, you know. That that right there is kind of something that kills me because it's like, yes, I understand. Like, God said this to me. He introduced this to me amongst a bunch of other stuff. A bunch of a bunch a bunch amongst a bunch of other things, God has introduced this idea to me, and don't nobody want to ever entertain the ideas of excellence, the things that I would really be so great at. Nobody ever wants to entertain those ideas because they are afraid to. You put me in a place like that, you put me in a position like that, and you you know keep an eye on me to see my progress and how good I look in that position. You see, I look so good. I'll thrive. I'll look amazing. I'll make it look so wonderful. And it'll look easy even though it's dedication, hard work, all this other stuff. They don't never want to see that, though. They don't never want to see that. And it makes me feel like somebody's kind of, you know, even in, I already knew this is what was happening. But it makes me feel like I will never be able to get out of these chains of someone trying to keep me down lesser than I could be. I don't need that. (laughs) I don't need that. You know, I deserve to have no limitations on my, you know, talents, excellence, genius. If God say I'm phenomenal, I need to be able to be that, you know. And I trust God. I'm going to be able to do that anyways. But I don't know. I think that, you know, I always knew in my life, everybody around me would be scared of me, scared of who I could be, scared of what I can accomplish when I finally get going. Like when I hit the ground running, everybody would be very afraid of my accomplishments, very afraid of who I could be and what I can do because of the power and everything and how God will bless everything that I do, you know. How God will make everything excellent because I always ask him to, God, let this be my best. Let it be your best, you know. And I just hate how certain people, I mean, this whole idea of this vision, and it was a teacher aid, not a teacher. But it it would still look really good on me, I guess. But all of it would. But the thing is, you know. I just hate how this is being entertained where everybody's rooting for that. Yes, yes, yes. We like this. We This is cool with us. Meanwhile, in the back of their minds, in their hearts, deep in their hearts, they know they got malicious intent. And deep in their hearts, they really saying to themselves, you know, let's root for this because hopefully we end up making her land somewhere low so she can never really get real high. You really rooting for that because you don't want me to be or have my best. Like, I don't need that. I don't need that. Like, I pray every single day that I'm I'm free of these kind of chains. Where people masking how much they trying to really limit you for real and hold you back. I need to be free to be whoever I want to be. I don't want to be held back by a generational curse, a mindset, a perspective. This world, nobody in it. Nothing. So it frustrated me. It frustrated me because I'm just like, nah. You know, I said what I said. But at the same time, understanding that. And recently God has shown me, you know, 
he wants for me more than I know, more than I was even aware up until this point, to be so much more than I can ever think or imagine. I want that for myself. But, of course, I do have to fight for that, you know. I just hope and I pray every single day that no matter what happens with me and how things happen around me, I get everything God wants for me. Everything. Nothing is spared. I don't know if that's possible, but I want that to be possible because I don't like when people pick and choose supporting certain things that I look great in as if they, you know, almost ignoring the fact I look great in anything, you know, anything I set my heart on, anything I put my hands on, God is going to bless so I feel like when people pick and choose what they want to see me doing, they, on in a way, only, you know, reinforcing traumas I grew up in my whole life, forcing me down a certain path, and it's not my best. It will never be my best. I deserve to be in a field, in multiple fields. I would be my absolute best, and that's what I deserve because in that way, that's the only way I'm going to be able to truly impact this world like I was born to do. And, you know... Imagine forcing myself into a certain position or a smaller position and that not being where I want to be or all that I can do. I don't know. It drives me crazy, but I do know that, you know, I can't be mad at support. It's just the kind of support. Why do I always feel slighted? I always feel slighted. I felt it as soon as I realized that I was like... I'm not trying to hear it. I really don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. It's like, don't get the support in this now. You know, I feel like you, I don't know. I almost feel like this person is here to, of course, help me conquer my fears. But also to like, I don't know. Like, torture me a little bit in a way. Like. Everything you don't want, I want you to want. No, that's not how that go, you know? Then I'm kind of here just kind of fighting to kind of like make sure that, you know, it's in the best, it's with the best intent. I don't know. I felt it though. I felt that feeling of, you know, it's something on me. It's something behind all of this that's, you know, hindering, you know, and stopping me from being my best in certain areas or proving my character in certain ways to whoever this is. When it's time for me to show up 100%, I can feel it. It's in my soul. I feel it. But don't nobody ever believe me. They always think I'm making excuses. And I'm like, how you can see everything else, but you don't see that. Or do you see it and you ignoring it? And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Are you rooting for me or are you rooting against me? And this is why God has shown me when it comes down to it. I really don't have nobody but him. Because only he have the truest intentions for me. I don't care who he sent for me. Only God had the truest intentions for me. Because he knows everything I could possibly be. And he want me to be all of that. And I understand a lot of people, it might be somebody who got true intentions or a lot of people want to support me 100% with no malicious intent, but they just don't understand that they can't see the bigger picture like God can't. 
He want to introduce me to things I don't even know about myself, things deeper in my heart, you know, buried so deep within. He want to maximize my power, never take away from it, and never limit it. So I want that, you know. I want what God has for me. I'm going to blow minds. A lot of times I find people are encouraging what they can see, but what about what you can't? I know that God is going to blow minds with my my life story, with my destiny, my purpose, my testimony. He's going to blow minds with. I absolutely have always known that. But, you know, I just feel like I, I've never wondered. I've always wondered. I've never known if I ever have anybody to share that with would truly be happy for me 100% and want to be there and want and want to support like God you know and trust me because you got to trust me when I tell you what I know you know I know this I've been living this life I've been felt this way I've been feeling it my whole life you got to trust me you know but also at the same time I could I could use some direction, you know, by somebody, somebody who would help me, you know, kind of like rein in certain things where I don't want to listen to nobody else about stuff. Maybe I'm overlooking things. I do tend to overlook things. God showed me that when I was young, he said, you got to triple check. You got to go back and check as double check as many times as possible. And like you did it the first time over and over and over again, like you're doing it the first time again. And I just feel like. You know, I don't ever do that. I never do that. I'm always like, I did it. I know I'm right. I know that's right. I don't got to do it again. And I, you know, ever so often, more often than I, excuse me, than I want to, I would, you know, find my papers come back to me and it would be something that if I just overlooked it or double checked it the first time like God said to do I would have got it right the first time would have had that 100% or I would have had that better score but another thing I noticed that somehow this this person might have a sort of a mindset to believe that I'm driven by a handsome man or something like if you place a handsome man you know, in a in an environment where you want to see her do her best or thrive or just at least lure her there so that she can, you know, show up, then she'll show up. No, you know, I don't like that mindset, you know, because that's not true. You know, obviously, I love to see a handsome man in a, in a you know, position, you know, using his mind or just even exercising his talents and it looks good on him, professional, whatever. But, you know, to underestimate my ability to show up if a handsome man out there, that's, that's, <laughs> that is like, I feel slighted. Like, it didn't have to be a handsome man there. If there was a woman there teaching who was old and whatever, I still would have shown up. And I might have shown up better, you know. And I don't need to be lured anywhere by man. Promise of a man, none of that. Like, What? You know, but I have noticed that, you know, that's kind of, I don't want to sound fake, but common. But, and, and more recently, but I don't know. 
I think it's the mindset this individual has. Like, they believe, you know, women are controlled like that. Must do. I don't know. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it at all because I am. Maybe they feel like I think I'm different, but I'm not. I am. I really am. Like, I don't like that. You know, it's going to get to a point where even if the man tans my girl, handsome he is, that's all that's going to go out the door. I'm going to completely ignore that and do my job. I'm going to completely ignore that and show up. That's a lot of times why I feel so slighted. Like, y'all thinking, like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be able to really show up. You know? And, you know, this is what God is saying. This is what God has been saying the whole time. He said, this is why I'm placing you in this position higher. You know, in this higher position because, you know, you deserve to be there. And you have things that men don't, you know, you can you can exceed even men's expectations. And I don't think nobody want to see me do that. Don't nobody want that? Like, people be scared. They so scared. They get so scared, like, oh, no, what? But they're afraid because it's so right. How dare it be all these men that got up here or in this position or available for it. You, a woman, is best, better, perfect for the position over men, all of them. And these men have worked hard and given their best. But your best is better, like, it's scary, right? But it's like, I don't find that women support me all the way either because of, you know, the tendency to be jealous or, you know, wanting to reinforce this narrative that they want men to be at the top because somehow it's beneficial to women where we get our way in a way or they get to feel big and women are happier. Like, I don't care nothing about that. Because here's, I mean, I care. I do care. But if you not happy as a, that a woman in that position, you're just going to have to get used to it. You're just going to have to see why God did it. If you can't see why God did something, that's an issue in itself. That ain't got nothing to do with, you know, man or woman. Because, I don't know, it just, it's, it, it threatens men's, you know, manhood. Last time I talked about how men act when women succeed and pass them and their expectations and can be can and do better. I woke up in a vision of me being tortured by a man because <laughs> I was chained and being burned by cigarettes. And that's funny because I was just thinking about that earlier. Like I said in a previous episode, I'm at the find the name of it and leak it in the description in the description so nobody had to go through hundreds of these episodes but all I know is I was just talking about the king that I had an encounter with and how amazing he was and how even as amazing as he was and as fulfilled as he seemed to be he just wanted a woman on his level and when he finally got a woman on his level he couldn't stand it because soon she would be past his level. She would continue to grow, but he was done growing. And he could never see a woman passing his level. He needed multiple women to feel big. He needed women to, you know, 
step on. He needed to, men in high positions need women who have nothing to feel bigger or feel accomplished. And when they don't have it, they're unhappy, but they believe that that's what would make them happy and that's what they're missing. In reality, you know, they don't they don't know what to do with that. A woman has to be lesser than him or made by him in order for him to feel, you know, anything. And then he'll get bored and look for the next woman who is willing to submit to him after he does his best to break her and get her to submit. And after after she's given him everything, if she does, you know, he'll just go and find another woman to do that to. But I don't like to reinforce those narratives. I don't know if I always believe that about all men. It's not all men, anything, you know. Some men are just not like that. But, you know, I find that that's, you know, might be proven to be true. I've always known it, but that might be proven to be true. When I woke up, God told me, you couldn't even be with that king. Because even as far on a level as he seemed like he is, if you were to ever become his queen, you would keep going. You would keep growing. And he wouldn't be able to handle it. You know? So he thinks that's what he wants. He acts like that's what he's been longing for his whole life. But, you know, he find out that, you know, once he actually experiences you, he can only experience you when you're on a lower level, when you're almost nothing. Because if he ever experienced you on his level, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't want you. He want to be able to lord over other women. He want to have multiple women and women that are like peasants to him. Make him feel accomplished or something. I don't know. I'm like, really? Even a man of that magnitude? And God is like, yes. And you would have exceeded him anyways. And he would not be able to handle that. That's what I feel like I'm dealing with. You know, God already told me that about LeBron. Honestly. He was just like, not specifically, but he was just like, for many reasons, is the reason why you're going to even be so far past him. Even though he seems so far past you right now, mentoring you into this position, you know, you're going to be way far past him even. And for many reasons, you know. And he didn't even want to talk about it. He didn't even want to talk about it. I know it has a lot to do with me being a woman and him being a man and feeling like he need to, you know, he needs to limit women's, you know, accomplishments or something. I don't know. He can't see women as in certain a certain position that he can't even get to himself. You know? That right there is heartbreaking. It's devastating. Because, like, you want to support your black men, especially when you feel like they're super accomplished and doing very well for themselves, not just career-wise, but even spiritually with God. You know, you want to support that. That's like that's a hundred percent, but it's like it's not, still not. But I love God because He's the truth. He never tell a lie, and you know, He appreciate. You know, He love me. He see me. He knows me. He's gonna get me there. And I understand I'm getting a lot of attention now. And it is what it is. It had to happen like this. They had to see the way up. I heard them say when they start, like, I got to see how you're going to do this. I got to see your process, you know.
and I will, I would have not wanted you know them to see my process. It's a mess, but you know they here and it still got to happen whether they here or not. So I don't know, but like I said, this teacher aid vision make me feel like they still trying to limit my you know abilities. They still trying to doubt me. Like, no, take your hands off of it. Let God do it because he not going to do that. He not intimidated by me at the slightest he got, you know, anyways. I never be bigger. I never be greater. He's always bigger and greater. And, yes, you know, sometimes it challenge that idea like God is a man he, and he's bigger and he's greater than everybody else. But God, you have to understand he's, excuse me, not, he's not a man, actually. He's a he. God is not a man. And so he is not intimidated by men. He's not. He does not deal with the man's emotions of jealousy in that way. And feeling, you know, threat. He's never threatened by anybody. He's God. So anything he does for you is for you. You can never be bigger than God. You can never be greater than God. You can never take God's spot in the throne. Never. That's a never, never. Read your Bible. That's the truth. You know, he's the almighty power for real. So anybody challenging that, okay, that's your business. That's what you want to do. But that's what that is. And I know that for a fact. So why would God ever be intimidated by how big, great to make me? He can make me so big and so great. And he'll never, you know, not be 100% happy with that if that's his will. And that's what I see him trying to do with me. No, actually doing with me. He introduced me to a view and a side and a future of myself that at the time, you know, where I sat, I could have never imagined for myself, no matter how big or great I, I was determined to be. That's how big, that's how much God believes in me. That's how much he sees me. That's how much he's placed in me. I love God. I choose him. You know, he's sending different individuals in my life, but I don't want, I don't know if they'll actually last. You know, I think they might be temporary, just like this season. I've been saying that a while for a lot. You know, for I've been saying that a few times. These individuals, they might feel like they permanent. They might think, like, they're going to be here forever or might even be considering being here forever. But It really is because sometimes I wonder if anybody can last around me forever without being a hundred percent on on you know agreeable agreeing to what God wants from me unless of course that's something God wants me to have to you know learn as well like. You got to learn how to be around an individual that, nah, he would never have me around somebody who can't, you know, can't appreciate my greatness. I need that. I need somebody to appreciate my greatness, never be intimidated by it, be 100% in support 
of the potential that I have to be greater at all times. Never stop growing. Never stop getting better. You know, succeed in all expectations. And not just your form of expectations or my form of expectations. Just like it's like the highest expectations. Because it's going to be people around you that can see you get to a certain level. Even if they support you wholeheartedly. Then you want to go past that. And then that's just what the world might see you doing. But you want to go past that. You want to be bigger and greater. Never bigger or greater than God's expectations. Because he's the truth. But actually living up to those. Because the Bible says. What God is. What God has for you. Is so far bigger. Than what anything you can ever think or imagine. God said think the biggest you could ever think. And I said. I don't know how to do that. He said, try. And I tried to think the biggest I can ever think. I was like a new world. He was like bigger. And I, I tried. And he said, work on that. Work on thinking bigger than that. And I don't know if it's bigger than a new world. You know? A new universe. And I never think a new God. We always going to have the same God. So that's out of the question. But... It's not even bigger. It's just, <laughs> it's like never going to happen. But, you know, I love God because he's showing up. And when people think that he has something to prove, you know, it's it's not never that. You got to know God's character. You know, when God does things, he already knows everything. He doesn't need nothing from us, nothing. He don't need you to worship him. He loves you. He wants you to. He don't need that. You know, if you want to be with him, yeah, you need that. If you expect him to help you, yeah, you need that. You know, if you want to actually succeed or survive in this world that he has created, yeah, you need that. But he don't need it, you know, to exist. He exists. Outside of time. And nobody's ever going to be bigger or greater than God. So I love him for this. You know. For seeing the potential in me. And not letting it go to waste. For seeing the potential in me. And not. You know. Not being like most of this world. Where you, he would ever hide a thing from me. He didn't hide nothing from me. He added to it. I love God for this. You know. I really love God for this. It's going to be hard like he said it is. But it's going to be good forever like he said it is. In the position that he's, he's placed me in, this world's not going to look nothing like it looked now. You know, it's going to look totally different. That being said, though, you know, I do appreciate, you know, how he can place different people in my corner that saw this from the jump, that believe in me and support this. I think they probably just know God because that's the only way you probably would have supported me from the jump where I came from. You know, maybe you believe in me, of course, you know, but you have to see God in it because I come where I come from. I'm being, I've been so transformed and who I'm going to be is going to look nothing like who I've been. So, it got to be God. It got to be. So, 
And that being said, though, I don't ever want to keep, I don't want to keep sliding certain people sound like I'm shading them. You know, I know that they got high expectations for me. They rooting for me. And that's more than I can say about a lot of people in this world. I don't want to keep sounding like I'm bragging on them. But the thing is, when I mention them, it's because I feel like only people who even support it or can see the vision even matter to be talked about. Anybody outside of that, I'm not going to talk about you. You don't even see it or nor do you want it, you know? So that's why I talk about them. Not that I'm always trying to make it negative. But I love God for this. An issue, though, is, you know, ever having to shrink for anybody ever again. Like, that's that would break my heart for real. But it's already been broken, so... You know, I just I just can't let that happen. You know, the place I'm going or God's taking me, I'll never have to ever again. That's what I want. I want that future.